Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. Hi everyone. How are you all out there in property land? Uh, what a beautiful day. Beautiful day. So uh, I've been having some thoughts on your property business going forward, right? Whether you are packaging, you might be packaging for investors or you might be sourcing for yourself. What are the most important things that you have to make sure that you've got covered if you're going to have a really successful business in 2021, 2022? Uh, so we are on the way now. We're on the ro- we're on the roadmap. The roadmap has started. Boris says that non-essential shops can be open from April the 12th. That's going to be estate agents. So we can go to work and we can go and do viewings and we can work with estate agents again. The whole big sector of the property market is opening up. How cool, right? And apparently we're going to be free by June the 21st. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, so let's see how that rolls. <laughs> okay. But um, things are going to start unwinding now. So um, at the time of recording this, it is um, budget day tomorrow. I haven't listened to a budget for decades. It's got to be decades since I've sat and listened to a live to a budget. But I'll tell you what, guys, I'm going to be there tomorrow. I'm going to be there watching the budget because it is so, so important uh, for us, for our property businesses going forward. So um, things are opening up. People are saying now, predicting what's going to happen. What's going to happen to the property market? Is it going to crash? All these people coming off furlough. Is the disruption been so great that, you know, we just can't withstand it? The government's spinning plates, putting money in here, there and everywhere, trying to keep us going. Is it going to keep us going? Well, I'm going to be positive. I'm an optimist. I think the sun's shining today. It's going to shine every day. How's that? I think there might be some stuff going for us. So, um, property prices now are weird, right? Weird. You wouldn't think that people are getting their asking and above for property, but they are. Why? Because there's a shortage of stock. Shortage of stock. Uh, estate agents haven't got any stock at the lowest level for decades. And um, when there's a shortage, right, then prices prices are up, right? Uh, so that's going to change. You're going to see people coming to the market for whatever reason. They've got to move for financial distress or changes in their lives. So property is going to be coming to the market. Um, there is apparently an accidental savings build-up uh, amongst the British public of £200 billion. So people have saved £200 billion because we couldn't go out. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't spend any money. So there's a lot of money. That's a huge injection into the economy. What are people going to spend it on? They go on holiday. You're still going to have a lot of change from £200 billion if we all go on holiday, right? So there's a lot of cash there ready to go into uh, the economy. What are the tripwires? What could hold us back? What is it that would stop our property businesses, whether you're investing for yourself or you're packaging for other people, what could hold you back? Where, where are the stumbling blocks going to be? So I've been through a few recessions, maybe a few more than you. Uh, this will be my fifth or sixth property downturn if it comes. Um, so that's quite a lot. And here's what I see. The government 
will be doing everything they can, have done a huge amount already, credit to them. It's not a political point, but you know, they've thrown a hell of a lot of money at the economy to keep everyone employed, etc., etc. The government are doing what they can, but where the pinch point comes, where the challenge comes, is the lending. Are the banks on side? What are the banks going to do? So I think every high street bank has lost money uh, during the last six months of 2020. Banks don't like losing money, guys. They don't lose money. So how are they going to view things going forward? So here's what I've seen in my lifetime, right? And I'll just do two of them. 1992, uh, 91, 92, there was a recession there when uh, we got uh, forcibly expelled from the ERM, which was the uh, forerunner of the euro. Okay, we had to leave. We had to leave. <laughs> they wouldn't let us in, wouldn't let us stay. And there was a recession then. Um, but in that recession with the seeds of the biggest boom that ran right the way through to 2007, uh, the biggest boom that this country has ever seen in their economy, right? However, at the beginning, the stumbling block was you couldn't get lending, right? The banks wouldn't lend. I actually had a conversation. So I went to, I went to my high street bank, no names. I went to my high street bank and I asked them for, I can't even remember, it wasn't a lot of money, 100 grand-ish. I had loads of security. I had unencumbered properties. Um, I didn't want a lot of money. I was happy to pay their rate and just got a flat no. Just got a flat no. I said, why? Why would you give me a flat no? I mean, this is a very credible project and I've got plenty of security and I'm good for the money, right? And the answer I got was, well, the problem is, Mr. Siegler, is this bank is now the biggest landlord in the United Kingdom because people are giving their keys back. Boxes. We've got boxes and boxes of keys for houses, right? They've just dumped them back on us. So we're not in a position to lend. We closed our mortgage book to property, if it's closed, it's closed. They make those decisions, right? Then fast forward to 2008. Now, this was actually a liquidity crisis. They didn't have the money, right? So the reason I stopped in 2008 buying property was I could not get buy-to-let mortgages from the bank. I couldn't. They wouldn't lend. Now, I didn't know at that point that there was other ways of doing it because I wasn't educated then. Right, but that just stopped me in my tracks. It stopped me in my track for four years. So while I was stopped in my tracks, sitting at home watching daytime television, right, um, people like Robert Mark were building a huge property business using other people's money. So this is the point of this live that I'm offering uh, to you today, right? It's great. You can get all enthusiastic, you can get all positive, you can get out there, you can start working again from April, and you should. But the most important thing, if you're buying for yourself or you're sourcing for investors, is make sure you're working with people who can get the money. Because if you can't get the money, it can be the greatest deal in the world, but if the uh, bank's mortgage book is shut, it's shut. And they're not going to listen to you, Okay. So your power team, your finance power team is absolutely key. And today, now, now is the time where you should build those relationships. So um, I'm lucky or I've just been doing it a long time, depending on how you look at it, right? In that I'm, I'm working with people now 
who know where the money is, right? We're not working with high street lenders. We're working with challenger banks. We're working with um, lenders who are more aggressive in the sense that they want to lend and they understand that the people who are going to buy in 2021, 2022 are going to be the property millionaires once you get to 2025, 2026. And there's a huge amount of business that they can do going forward. So if you're working with investors, make sure your investors have got a clean credit history. Make sure uh, that they've got a track record in the strategy that you present to them. All of these things can keep you out of trouble and keep the money flowing. Make sure you're not trying to get all your money out. You won't be able to get all your money out. Even if you could in the last couple of years, you're certainly not going to do it in the next couple of years, right? Make sure you're making a reasonable request. Make sure there's plenty of equity left in the deal after the lending, right? And then make sure you're working with people who know how to structure the deal so the investor can get what they want going forward, okay? So you might have to wait six, nine, 12 months to get the balance of the funds out. You might have to take a little uh, mysterious walk, a magical walk through a forest glade, um, economically speaking, financially speaking, to get where you want to be rather than walk into a high street uh, bank and get some lending. So uh, a, a mortgage broker said to me yesterday, for instance, give you a for instance, one of the hot strategies at the moment and I really like it, you know, because I think there's going to be money there, is uh, high streets. High, street, high streets are dying. There's an opportunity there to take shops with upper parts and convert them into whatever it is you want to convert them into. Permitted development's coming along. There's going to be more permitted development changes in October, I think. It's going to make it a lot easier to uh, change retail space with shops above into great residential places um, where you know, single let, buy to let, HMO, service accommodation, whatever. Okay, great opportunity. But here's what I heard from a mortgage broker yesterday, not my mortgage broker, and these are the sort of bro brokers that you shouldn't be working with. Uh, he said, oh no, I've spoken to high street banks, I'm not gonna name them here. And uh, they've turned their face against, that's an interesting phrase, turned their face against lending on the high street. Because they've, you know, they've come out the high street, they're not going to lend there, and they're not going back anytime soon. You will hear that, right? I, pre I predict you will hear that. Um, so you've got to find lenders who have not turned their face against the high street, if that's the strategy that you want to get into. But it applies to every strategy. It's not just about that strategy. Because in each strategy you go to, you're going to have lenders who are looking at their mortgage book and saying they're a little bit exposed in this strategy, or they're a bit exposed in HMOs, or they're a bit exposed in service accommodation. So they're closing the mortgage book to those strategies. So here is my message loud and clear. If you want to prosper in 21-22, if you want to put in place the foundations of a great big property business, and you should, that's going to serve you for decades, 21-22 is going to be the time to do it, but you've got to have the money team. So if you're dealing with lenders, make sure you get the right lenders. If you're dealing with joint venture partners, okay, get them to buy in to who you are and what you're doing. Okay, if you're looking to raise money from joint venture partners, now is the time. Zero interest rates. People with 200 billion cash, right, sitting there, accidental savings. What are they going to do with it? What are they going to do with it? 
why can't they work with you? Okay, so I hope this has helped. Uh, this is meant to be positive, motivational, right? But if you're going to have a great business going forward, you need the right foundations. And one of the things you're going to need, 21-22, is where the money is coming from. Work with aggressive lenders who get it, right? Might not be on the high street, but they are available to you. Work to, with joint venture partners who have got the cash and they don't know what to do with the cash. So you bring the knowledge, the experience, the education, the sweat equity, the time, your contacts. You bring all that stuff, okay? Those are the two ways forward. I hope it helps. Beautiful day. I think the sun's going to shine tomorrow as well. I'll see you then. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.